guys, KO here. I have another awesome open mic podcast for you today. And on this one, we are welcoming my good friend, Ashley Knight. She has been on Turmeric and Tequila several times. I'm excited to have this conversation with her. Uh, if you've listened to some of the other casts, you know that Ashley keeps it real. And that's why I appreciate her as a human and as a guest. Uh, she gives some really great tips, some candid feedback, some personal experience. And listen all the way to the end when she shares words that her mother wrote. Um, and it was really powerful to watch her read those on the mic and uh, hear one generation speak to another. It was really, really powerful. Um, so Ashley, I appreciate you. And to the audience, keep being ready for more open mics because they are coming at you. Enjoy. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. This is the second open mic session with Ashley Simone Knight. And we are just going to open up the mic for her to speak her truth, how she feels about life, what's going on, all the things. I usually let my guests tell their own intros and speak about themselves from themselves, but I'm going to introduce Ashley and uh, everyone else that's coming in on the open mic so they can conserve all energy for their message and I'll take the, the intro part out. So Ashley, welcome. Greetings and salutations. Hey, Thank she's, you for having she's me. basically a co-host at this point. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at all the cast you're on. I was like, five, six, seven. Okay. But but this one is like special because now we're reunited. Yeah, I, truth. I seriously miss doing this in person. Oh my girl. Yeah. We we have not. Yeah, it's actually, been I since last year probably. Yeah, and you're my first cast in person. It was person. a hot cup that was in December or some. It was it was cold. That's the last time we did one. Oh yeah, in person. Because the last one we did was digital. Yep. Yeah. Mm. This is the first one back. Yeah. I was like excited to hook up my second microphone. Reunited and yes. it feels so good. Yes. We'll, we'll do a quick cheers to that. Yeah. I haven't even know to do the cheers. The little things we can't you know lose sight of. Seriously, because we couldn't do it before on so many levels. All right, Ashley, I'm giving your formal intro so we can dive in. Ashley Simone Knight is an esthetician, model, and Colorado native. She started modeling when she was 20 and gained her experience in growing in the growing Colorado market. She has been an esthetician for the past six years and has recently evolved from working at various spas and salons to starting her own business. Hashtag for your eyes only. Ashley loves balance, caring for others as a skincare therapist, uh, imparting all of the lessons she's learned to others who are navigating life in her industries, as well as dancing and singing karaoke. Boom. Yes. So again, welcome, Ashley. Can we just start? We're getting into a heavy topic, but what is your yes. favorite karaoke song again? Um, oof. Uh, Killing Me Softly. Oh, that's right. You did. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, it's a solid. Yes. It's a solid go-to. I told so. you if we ever karaoke together. I think Claire said she does Whitney Houston. I'm like, okay. Uh, yes. I'll you be heard her voice. <laughs> no. My good God. I'm officially never. I said I'd be I... doing Baby Shark. <laughs> Seriously, I, I sing a Disney song. I'm like, I'm not yeah. doing this tonight. No, oh, this is for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm super excited. I am uh, a white woman, genuinely blessed to have black friends. I would even call Ashley a best friend at this point. She, oh, friend. yeah, I mean, yes. she, she, seriously, dude, you know more about me, which we're not here for that, <laughs> um, than most humans. So, uh, and I said this to you via text, like to think that if one thing being either of our colors like prevented us from being friends, like that thought alone physically makes me feel sick. Like it's right. such, it's such a deep loss to not have right. relationships in your life. Right. Um, 
So I'm going to let Ashley speak. I just want to say, too, like, to that, the friends and the people you keep around you are so influential. <laughs> Ashley owes me watching sermons on Sunday. Yes. We're, we're bringing God in, which, if you know me, that's kind of new. Whoa, so do it. That I'll, seriously excited me. Yeah. Because I, I, mean, I don't push anything on anybody. I'm not totally. like, do you want to get to know my Lord and Savior Jesus? <laughs> like, I'm not weird. Not at like all. That, you know? So yeah. it makes me happy that, like, people just want to do that on their own and that yeah. you do enjoy it. So that makes me happy. Uh, things are we're right on time on so many levels. Ugh, so. Yeah. Yes. With that, um, I am gonna let Ashley run. She is she's done some legwork. She's obviously lived the way she's lived, but she's brought in a few things. So I'm just I'm just gonna let her run and, and I'm just here. I'm here to listen and learn. Cool. Well, once again, thanks for having me. Thank you for giving me this platform to speak. Um, you know, I've just been talking to a lot of people and just doing a lot of reflection, and this is just a really like monumental defining time yeah and like we really need to take some space and some time to just really break down what's going on um and to just really like open our hearts and hopefully all of us change together so completely um I do feel like (laughs) you know after seeing a grown man being murdered and that's what happened he was murdered and like you know, asphyxiated for nine minutes, like the whole world saw it, like we can't go backwards. There's no way that we can like just go back to work or like go to the club or like just, you know, act like nothing happened. Like I think we've gone way too far. Yeah. So I personally think that this has been like a very slow buildup for about eight years since like the Trayvon Martin situation in 2012 and long before that, you know, everything in my opinion is very cyclical. So, I mean, obviously we've been dealing with like race relations since the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But I just really feel like since 2012, since nothing was really, really done in 2012, I think it was a buildup from then, at least in my lifetime. Cause you know, I wasn't born in the sixties or anything like that. Um, before we start, I just kind of want us to take a deep breath. <sighs> Cause I want, I want anybody who's listening to this. And especially if you are, if you identify as white, Caucasian, all of that, I want you to take a deep breath and I don't want you to feel attacked. It's not for you to feel attacked. It's just, we really need to open our hearts and like, you need to listen. And I want people to listen, to understand and not listen to respond. That's why I'm here today. So I want to start with like a very, very, very short history lesson because American history is already known and Google is free. So I'm not going to do a whole breakdown of what has happened in America. But, you know, essentially America was built on racism and genocide. And, you know, in my opinion, the issue is that the government and society refuses to acknowledge that, you know, we're built on racism and genocide so they don't have to make it right. Um, if we did make things right, Native Americans wouldn't be on reservations. And like we've seen this past week or before, you know, black men wouldn't be and black women wouldn't be killed by cattle. So what's going on? Um, I also think, in my opinion, that, you know, second to Native Americans, I feel like African Americans are going through a genocide because when you think about it, we've been involuntarily brought to North America and we've had our people and our culture systematically erased. And if you meet, so like, if you meet somebody from like West Africa, they can tell you like their direct roots. Like if they come to America and they're like, oh yeah, I'm from Nigeria. And like, I know exactly what town, blah, 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 blah. African-American people cannot do that. Yeah. Um, 
<gasps> oh my god. Also, it's also very known that, you know, African Americans are disproportionately imprisoned, which in my opinion is like another form of slavery. And like, you know, if you watch 13th, like you see it's just all systemic. Um, disproportionate black people, black women disproportionately have um what is it, infant mortality rates are super high and then obviously have we seen like you know we're victim of police police brutality more than any other race in america um i wanted to ask you have yes. you seen the jane elliott experience yeah, this experiment this came up i'm i'm sad that i didn't know it sooner this came up on my podcast with dear white woman with um sarah and me sasha yes and it's such a great example and i saw her mm-hmm. again on uh jimmy fallon so yeah oh my mainstream God. mediums i didn't even know she was alive like yeah. i just got my whole life all over again yes. i was so excited to see her so <laughs> I, I wish i had known about it sooner and again i'm mm-hmm. in my world i'm privileged to have some of these harder conversations and and i'll say i actively seek them out but then also it kind of happens universe god madonna speaks um and i don't think that's the norm so yes right. i have some exposure but i was like damn how have i not heard about this even until you know nine months ago or mm-hmm. like but it was miraculous that that conversation was happening when was was it the 60s 1968 okay so 60s 70s like what like insane so if you want to explain a little bit about about that um and... i mean i want people to go watch it so if okay. you haven't seen it it's kind jane of jane elliott jane elliott yeah. happened in 1968 it's like a brown eyes versus blue eyes you know like they just show like it's an example or a social experiment with little children about you know racial prejudice mm-hmm. um and stuff like that so if you have not seen it go ahead and watch it youtube is also free right. but it's a really good starter to show like how racism is taught yes. it is not how you were born. Well, and you can kind of see how kids deal with it. And then you see why yes. things are and they're little humans yes. like with unconscious, like cognitive thought, like they're kind of, I mean, they're kids. Mm-hmm. So you see how that p- portrays in our society for adults. And it's yes. like, well, of course, look at how it's happening with our kiddos. So my God, and it's like a pretty to, phenomenal example. And to see example. kids like really like war with what's going on. Like they're mm-hmm. just small people. Like right. they're not, any different they just don't know as much things or you know i don't know have motor skills i don't know <laughs> they're, they're not developed the frontal lobe is not there yet not they're quite i mean ours didn't come until like 25 so i mean no i think had the frontal lobe grown, grown for a while well truth but we <laughs> don't tell anyone um no i think boys are like they're later it's like 22 to 25 i think women are like 18 to 20 i don't oh, know i could be completely so, wrong but it's something like women okay. i think women are before men I think Colin. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leave a comment. Yeah, Thank seriously. you. Let us know. Um, so going from that, like for me, like it's very important that words mean things. Words are very important. And since word means th- words mean things, you have to like frame exactly what is happening. So I really can't stand it when the media are like, oh, there was a death. Like, no, no, no. A man, George Floyd, a black man, was murdered. And we have to say what happened in order for us to address what happened. Because if you say it's just a death, like, oh, okay, well, people die every day. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we fighting for? What are we arguing for? So I just, my main thing, overarching over everything, my main message is that this is not just like a black people issue. This is a human issue. It's mm-hmm. a human being issue. And also, I'm really sick and tired of the media portraying it that it's a political issue. This is not a political issue. This is a human issue. People dying is not political. 
it's a human problem. Like, how would you feel if, like, your brother or your cousin was murdered? Like, that's how you should feel about another human being. Yeah. Like, if you saw somebody literally laying out in the street, passed out, would you just walk past? Like, make it make sense. So, in my opinion, it's just a human issue. Um, let's see. I really feel that, like, when everybody of every single race recognizes that a fellow human being was murdered, then we can start to have empathy for each other. Um, yeah. Like, just, it could be your husband, your cousin. It, like, it could happen to anybody. Unfortunately, it just happens disproportionately to black people. Yeah. I think I just want to chime in. That yeah. human piece is so critical. Yes. Because... We are consuming media that's funded by bigger business. It's, yep. you know, really projecting our realities and that, you know, shapes the world that we see and consume. And I think we get desensitized and disconnected, whether it's social mm-hmm. media or media or whatever, that this is, we are all human. And when you, you walk by the street and you see someone hurting, for you to walk by, there's something in you that's so disconnected to who you innately are it as has a being. To be. That, yeah, something there's there's larger evaluation I think that needs to happen. That yeah. if you don't watch that, that I mean, it, it really it, the the entire scenario breaks my heart. Obviously, yeah. But hearing my brother that's been overseas, he's he's seen really awful things. Mm-hmm. You know, war. Mm-hmm. We won't get into it. But for him to be like, I watched it and it it took my breath away. Yeah. Knowing what he has seen, I mean, it's wrong regardless. It's murder regardless. Right. But to know what he's seen and it's impacting him. I'm like, if this doesn't impact you, people that have, you know, built up a skill set to digest some of these things, which I don't think any humans are built to digest this. Right. Something didn't have some sort of training and it's still affecting him. Mm-hmm. How can it not affect you? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Humans and brands. Companies yes. need to humanize. And a Thank lot of them are getting good about it, but you need to humanize your brand, your company, what you're doing. Be empathetic to your employees. Yes. And get let's get back to that human space. Yeah. Okay. And like we'll all be okay. Yeah. Um the one the main thing that I think is like a huge issue specifically in America, the one thing that I just really want to talk about today is like, and that's why I keep saying like a man was murdered, a man was a human was murdered. I'm sick and tired of people, not just the media, but other human beings moving the goalpost. So instead of talking about, oh, a man was murdered in broad daylight, being asphyxiated on his neck for nine minutes, you want to talk about other things. And it's like, okay, like the the thing that really irritates me is that people will be like, I agree, but, oh, I agree, but, you know, he had like, a terrible past, you know, like, oh, he might have done X, Y, and Z. Or, I agree, but what if he was resisting arrest? Like, there's no I agree, but. Yeah. It's not an agree, I agree, but if that happened to your son, it would just be, my son was murdered. Yeah. So why are we moving the goalposts of what to argue about? There's nothing to argue about. We saw it on, on <laughs> in point day, like, on camera from multiple angles, which is nuts. Well, and for the record, he wasn't, his, um, he wasn't re- his he cousin wasn't was in the car and I think he finally spoke out. He's like, he was going along with it. He wasn't resisting. Mm-hmm. He was going to the grocery store if I understood it correctly. Mm-hmm. And like, that was the extent of it. Right. So then it's like, you know, I agree, but, and the thing that people are trying to deflect with right now is like, I agree, but there's looting. What does that have to do with the whole human life? And can we actually, like, get into the whole, like, you know, protesting versus looting situation? Absolutely. Oh, my God. So, I can't believe that people are just talking about, like, looting happening all over the country when, like, literally somebody that you are related to or that you knew 
could have been murdered in broad daylight, but you want to talk about like things being broken and set on fire. Like it's not going to bring a human life back, like make it make sense. And on top of that, if people are complaining about like, oh, there's rioting and things are being lit on, lit on fire, blah, blah, blah. Like what happened to everybody when Kaepernick was protesting? He literally was just taking a knee, minding his business and then went to go play football. And you like they literally blackballed him. So where was all this peaceful protest like support? And then on top of that. Let's talk about how people are like removing the goalposts then where he was like, I'm, you know, taking a knee for over like police brutality. And then people move the goalpost again to you're disrespecting the flag. Okay, well, if you want to take it to disrespecting the flag, what about black men who fought in Vietnam and they feel like I know I have a friend, her father fought in Vietnam and he said he he actually felt camaraderie around all races, you know, that were fighting together. He gets done fighting. He actually comes back alive and he comes back to America and people are calling him the N-word and treating him terribly after he literally almost died putting his life on the line for the same person who's calling him the N-word. Make it make sense. Yeah. Like, what? Like, you're disrespecting the flag. Yeah. So, like, like, how does that even make sense? This person literally laid their life on the line for you and you refuse to treat them like a human being like that is sick Mm -hmm. so like that drives me nuts and then (laughs) can we talk about just rioting in general people in america riot over nothing sports events i saw okay like what happens when the what happened when the eagles won i didn't i didn't watch it but i'm sure i saw it on the next day where i'm like oh is that fun no one just wanted to go to the club and drink some nice tequila did i miss this when the broncos won the super bowl in what was it 2015 2016 oh my god like yeah yeah, i was excited and happy to have a good old time but i wasn't like oh let's go flip a car like what (laughs) well (laughs) i'm too tired i think i mean i do think i I don't want to advocate for violence or destruction Mm -hmm. and how do you else at some points do you be seen or heard? Like you go to war and you cause destruction because we can't agree. Like that's what right. war is. Right. So I, I get it. I do have space for my small businesses that are already dealing of with CB19. But I also offer this. Who's rioting? Is it protesters? Is it people? Is it, right. I mean, is it staged? So it looks a certain way. Correct. And, and I, I ask this rhetorically. Been, there's been so many different, like, People have been seeing, like, police officers putting bricks on the street. I just came up People my last have cast, seen, yeah. you know, like, everybody wants to blame Antifa because, you know, everybody needs a scapegoat. So you always want to blame one thing when it could be so many. Like, yeah. I think there's, like, a lot of, you know, angsty young kids that just want to break shit. Well, they just want I was going to say. You know what I'm saying? Which is a whole other combo. We got to get rid of Adderall. <laughs> yes. Right. So yeah. it's like. I feel like with, like when a group of people come together, you just don't know whose motives are what. Yeah. And I mean, that's the risk you run when yeah. you have a protest. Can it turn violent? Yes. But that's not the argument. Right. The argument is that somebody died. And how long did it take to get old dude into custody? I think a month. Yeah. Was it four weeks. It was a or couple weeks. weeks. Oh, 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 okay. It was a, it was, was it everything feels like a day feels like a month right now. A month. Okay. But it, it was at least one or two weeks. Okay. Why do you think people were protesting? And why are people acting like protesting is new? Protesting is not new. Yeah, no. And why are people acting like, 
America wasn't built on like people fighting and killing and stuff. Like, well, what? That's, they <laughs> what? they did. Washington did agree to take down the Robert E. Lee uh, statue. Oh yes, I and, know. And how? And they had been arguing over that statue for years. I, I know. It took now to take it down. Well, I think. <laughs> I don't. This isn't just throwing this out there. I think the government, police, what have you, are understand it's a matter of numbers at this mm-hmm. point. Like, yes, you can deploy force. Yes, you can do this. If the whole world, literally at this point, the whole world's in uprising. Yes. I mean, what are you going to do? Bomb us all? Like, what, honestly, what? like, are Make you... Make sense. And then who's left? You? Well, what's the end game? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, what like, doing? What's, and who are you trading with? Who are you? Who are you right? Who's bringing your face tanner? Like, right. what are you... No, and seriously, like, on a company, like, you know, on a business standpoint, like, I, I truly feel like we've gone too far that, like, if people around the entire globe are protesting this... I guarantee you they're going to, like, refuse to do business with us if business goes back to normal. I've been saying this about business prior to any of this, and this is a conversation that's needed to happen, so I'm not saying it's just not relevant. It's been relevant. But I've been saying this to businesses, particularly small ones where they don't have a lot of marketing budget. Do things the right way. Do mm-hmm. things, and most of them actually are, are, you know, millennial startup businesses. They're having these newer conversations, sustainably mm-hmm. sourced, you know, good yes. on the environment, diverse, yes. you know, all these important factors. Our young humans now, our future consumers, are have the ability to differentiate products, which you do, what it came from, and they will mm-hmm. purchase accordingly. And they have buying power. Yes. And that's still yes. a new conversation in, like, big-ass Johnson & Johnson's and yes. all these other companies. Yes. It's still a new conversation. And you know I'm passionate about disrupting the dollar. So Absolutely. That's just my little piece there. Oh, no. I do think the world's watching. <laughs> We're going to get all up in there. I'm here. So, you know, going back to, like, riots and protesting people once again moving the the goalposts instead of talking about somebody was murdered you know it's just that it to me i know we live in a capitalist society but it really says a lot about you as a human if you'd rather complain about protesting rather than like why the protest is even happening like just seriously as a as Whoever is listening to this, whoever wants to call in, comment, call. stop moving the goalposts. It drives me nuts and it you're just like conf- like confusing what we're even trying to get done. I mean like the people who are actually protesting, we're not confused. Yeah. So they're not going to stop, but you trying to confuse the media and spin things, you're only creating discord with other people. Yeah. And if we were all in harmony, like this will probably be over a little bit faster, but I guarantee you it's going to keep going until people get it. Which is the sad part, in my opinion. Do, do I agree? Do you think it's the media that's like moving said goalposts? Do you think it's it, families? Like, what point of influence do you think is the main influence there as far as moving it? I'm always like, I've always been like highly biased, but I always feel that like everything starts at home. Okay. So I just really feel like there are people in like their homes, like everywhere, just having like their side conversations because like whatever you believe at home is like how you affect another person. And if you affect another person, you can affect a whole family yeah. and you affect the community and then it's a problem. Yeah. And then that, you know, the adverse, you know, like, okay, if you stand up to a family member who may be saying all kinds of crazy stuff about a protest, instead of saying somebody died and that's really sad, you can change their perspective. Then you change your family's perspective. Then you change the community's perspective and hopefully society. Yeah. So, so talking about writing and protesting, I I was telling you this off mic, but, um, I had a nice little run in with somebody's (laughs) mom on Facebook. So I essentially, my God. So to summarize, 
I essentially made a statement just saying, you know, like this is until we all come together and, you know, admit that a man was murdered and we, you know, create new legislation and we change the way that we treat people, specifically black people or people of color. We're going to keep having these issues. This is good. Everything's cyclical. This has been happening over and over again. So whether and whether you want to go out to have like a little dinner or you want to go on vacation and act like it's not affecting you this eventually will come and bite you in the ass yep it just might take a little longer Mm -hmm. so i mean from a realistic standpoint why can't we all just like nip it in the bud now and then you can go on your cute little vacation with a clear mind or it's just crazy that people even are having a clear mind during this time once again, a human died and you're out here just like, oh, it's an normal day. Woo. Like, what? Do you think that's American culture, though? Like, I, I've seen this again. I've had another podcast with one of my friends, military, and he's like, you know, we protect America to keep people mm-hmm. that dumb and happy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, I get it because you want to provide that, like, innocence, that freedom, what have you. And that's yeah. the whole other argument. But do you think that's American culture? It's like, we I can just can do be. whatever we want. Or do you think it's I think human? It can be. Human nature. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Anytime I see something on TV, it takes me out regardless of race, but also like I'm more of an empath. So like things come in and they affect me. It's not like I have a blocker like, Oh, well that's it. Let's let's go party. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh, right. Everybody's different. So for me, it affects me regardless of who it is. If it's a human, if it's a dog being choked out Mm. in central park, yeah, mm. no, no, I, I saw feel the away. video and I was like, the dog got taken away. I don't need, I, as it should be, I know. she choked the dog out. Speaking of my dog. I know. One of them smells like an animal, but, <laughs> um, no, I know. And it's, ugh, it, it, So like, if you feel that way about a dog being oh, choked out yeah. in Central Park over like, you just needed to leash your dog, like, why would you not feel the same way, if not worse, about somebody who was murdered in broad daylight? Yeah. For no reason, for a supposed counterfeit $20 bill. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah, back to my story. I had made a post on Facebook saying, you know, like, this isn't, this isn't going away anytime soon until we nip this in the bud. Um, you know, a human life was lost. We need to really address that. And that's what matters. And, you know, if you want to take a cute little vacation or act like nothing is happening, eventually eventually it will affect you whether it affects you like you know somebody you know it'll affect you or your dollar Mm -hmm. because once again how many people are out of work right now 40 million people unemployed come on now uh depression yeah yeah it's like it's terrible out here right now so you really like let's just like if we all have this spare time like let's just get it together now let's get some legislation going let's fix it now let's work on ourselves now yeah. So when things do pick up back up, we're going to have a better world than when what we were doing before. And I also feel like this time of like, you know, COVID and, you know, like, you know, staying at home, safer at home and all that jazz. I feel like a lot of people have taken some introspective time to be like, you know what? I was doing the most like, OK, like my family's important. My friends are important. OK, like let me do this Zoom call. Maybe I enjoy doing this, this or maybe I want to do a different job when I when it comes time to go back to work. Like I think people are being very introspective. So I just think it's been the perfect storm for people I, to look inside. I think, again, universe, God, whatever it is yes. you believe, there's this huge like tsunami of energy Mm -hmm. happening and it is like 
incredibly disruptive in all yes. the best ways. I don't, yes. I mean, yes, I don't want to see loss of business, loss of sure. anything, loss of life, obviously number one, like, and something bigger is going on, like yes. something. And we are at a major crossroads Yes, and how we each unpack that and choose to move forward. Mm-hmm. Do I think everyone's going to do it the right way? No, no. Do I think I'm learning, we're learning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be ugly for a while. Yep. But do I think if we choose to make it better, can we? I really, really do. I prefer we did. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's so much easier. That might know. be the hippie in me, but like, yeah. just like, if we all can just get on the same page, like, yeah. and chill out, like, okay, then we wouldn't be talking about protesting. Yeah. But what do you, what, what do you do to get people to listen to you? You know, yeah. like things always like escalate if people aren't heard and that's the unfortunate part. And that's unfortunate. All of these like small businesses are being collateral damage. Like that's the part that sucks. Mm, yeah. But I mean, once again, human life or your business, like what, why are we even, what? why is that even like a thing? And how else do you get people to pay attention? Like, I don't yeah, know. Like what, what exactly are supposed to people supposed to do when people were taking a knee, you know, yeah. a few years ago and the knee was, Oh my God, how dare you? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah. You acted like you were showing like your tits or something. Yeah. Like, well, that happened at the Super Bowl too. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so which I'm here for JT and Janet. So oh, that's Janet. I know. Janet. And she got the, she got she the got worst leg so of dirty. it. She got done so Dude, dirty. She did. But I mean, people still talk about it. So, you know, look, I mean, for what it's worth. It I, mean, I remember that versus who was even at that Super Bowl. I don't know who won or played or Let's anything. Let's be serious. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I even I watched the no. ball. Oh, I heard. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't. I was like, did you see the, um, I want to stick to you or, but um, Nick Fangio, his press, like there's no. Girl. Oh I my know. God. I was talking oh to someone about Claire and I'm, I'm like. so angry. I heard so it as you were saying it live and I was like, is this, because I just get the tip in the background. I'm like, is, where's his PR agent? Is no one. No one, where's his handler? What are you Who's, doing? <laughs> what, and like, he's, here's my thing. He said there's no racist, the racism in the NFL, sir, in a nutshell. Sir, you know, what drives me nuts is that, yes, we live in a free world and it's so free that you don't have to say shit. You can just shut up. Yeah. You can just go about your day. Yeah. And like, I mean, do you hear Beyonce like saying... Or Madonna, I mean, uh, I'm not going to go with Madonna. Madonna, Madonna say, have an Yeah, I was going to say, she does. But she, I mean, she's, you can agree or disagree, she's yeah. always stuck to what she thought. But, but yes. And keeps yes. it, and she's got a diverse family, she's got, she's all over the map. It is what it is. So, you just, yeah. But, but, I mean, like, you don't always have to comment on yeah. everything. And, like, he really could have just been like, you know, no comment. Yeah. And... That also, that could have been, like, maybe his teammate may have thought it was a wrong move to say no comment, but it's better than what the hell he said. Now I'm just like, and you know I love my football. Yeah, I but know. Now I'm See, like, I'm not that tired, that but too. yeah. Cancel. Really? Oh, yes, okay. I'm so mad. Okay. I'm so mad. Because it's like, nobody, you didn't have to say anything. I know. You didn't have to say, and, and everybody's yeah. entitled to their opinion. So I'm not telling people you have to think how I think or you have to feel how I feel, yeah. but you also don't have to say anything that comes to your mind. What? Same thing with Drew Brees. Like, I, mean, I saw that too. What? Yeah. You can always, like, silence is free. Yeah. I promise you. Well, or, or say, consult around what you're saying so you say it in the right way because, and I'm not advocating for what no, they say. No, I think but Drew it, Brees thinks that he was saying well, yes, right way, he does. unfortunately. Yes, yes. No, he... He Fangio tripled down. I know. And well, he did, did apologize. apologize. Yeah, I no, know. 
One of his apologies was a triple down, in my opinion. Well, even, I think, even, I didn't see the full thing, but even Ugh. when he got called out, they're like, so you didn't actually apologize. Like, well, I, I lead the black community. Sir, uh, shut yeah. up. And it's just worse. Oh, my God. For fans, you, or anyone out there, I, I don't, I don't think, yes, you can always be silent. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is, if you do have, I mean, they have platform, they have opportunity, talk to people. Like, be like here's how they I feel. How do I put this in the right direction? Like, they what have is. a team that work for them. So I now know. they're. They're messing up people who work for them. They're messing up their money yes. and how they could yes. possibly get paid. Well, because if everybody decides to cancel Drew Brees, think of all oh. of Drew Brees' company. Like sponsors. How, like how sponsors, his PR people, like his, his manager. Agents, his managers. Like everybody's yes. affected by what you say. So it's very important, and that's yeah. why I'm like, that's why Beyonce don't be saying shit. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I, but I do, I mean, she, she did at least say post, things, but like, it's, it's always strategic. Very, it's very, very strategic. Which, dude, I don't even know if I would want, I'm careful what I put in the universe, even me now, where's my Where's my PR agent? Um, right. Because I don't know that I'd want to be on a platform where I have to monitor what I say all the time. All the time. Like, is no, that, that, that feels sucks. like unfree. I mean, I got a podcast at some I mean, point, maybe like, I get handcuffed. I don't know, but, but I mean, like, here's my thing. Like Drew Brees can feel what he feels, but he doesn't have to say it out. Like he can say it amongst wherever the hell he's yeah. living. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't have to make it. I feel like people use social media as a diary and that also drives me nuts. Yeah. Ev- like not everything Unfollow. about how you feel or about what you ate today. I don't care. I do do food pics. That's some fine. Of them are pretty. No, your food is fine like, though. Thank like, you. Lasagna, I was like, oh my god, that looks so good. Uh, yes, but I, I, the, I, I think like being so vulnerable flippant. is cool though. Now, like, I'm crying. Yes. Let's video it. Like, that's it. But then on the flip side, it, it takes away from people that are actually crying. I you, know. You're not always sticking your foot in your mouth. Joe Biden is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know, but uh, I mean, we he's a politician, so we like, need that's a bad yeah, I, was, I know. We also but, need him because the oh, Jesus the Christ. other side. Oh I know. my God. Mm. So, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, um, we. I say that to say, um, Facebook post. It was a statement. It was just kind of like you know, let's all nip this in the bud together. It was more of a statement. It wasn't like, hey, let's like have a let's have a discourse about what's going on. I know. So you know. Once again, moving the goalpost, somebody's mother went on there onto my post and was like, well, I agree, but what about the the rioting and the violence? And I was like, okay, this is what we're doing today? Mm, again, post not there to converse. Okay, it's, right. Like, yeah. but in, and once again, Facebook's free. You can scroll on by. Yeah. You're not required to respond to everything you see. Yeah. So she responds, you know, saying that. And I was like, you know, you're entitled to have your opinion about, you know, protesting violence, but other people are also entitled to feel a different way. And she's like, oh, about violence? Like, what if somebody you know loses property or a car and it's destroyed and blah, blah, blah? And I was like, uh, I think we're not talking about the same thing. You talking about a car being destroyed and a business being destroyed is not what I was talking about. Human life is the priority. Like, rioting and breaking things is just a a very unfortunate, you know, casualty of what's happening. Yeah. And once again, I was talking about human life. I'm not talking about property. So why would you even go onto my post? I feel like she was being subversive in a way, to be very frank. Mm. Like, you could have just scrolled on by. Not everybody agrees. And, like, 
You know, America is made of so many different people and so many different ideas and so many different stances. It's okay. It's okay. But you don't have to go on there and be subversive on my post to try to start an argument. And yeah. keep in mind, she's like some old retired ass lady. Like, what are you doing? Do you think go to like the go to the beach? Aren't you in Florida or some shit? I mean, yeah, I'm I mindful of the energy that you know you got to put in to respond all of it. But do you think there's some beauty to it that it, at least that conversation happened and like maybe it happened for a reason for people to see the, oh, no. the trail of the combo? Beautiful, beautiful. Because yeah. you know after it got after I said you know this is about human life and not about property because property can be replaced. She did like that comment and that, but she kept going like, well, what about insurance premiums? We have to pay higher premiums Hashtag for all retired. these careless people. Yeah. And then thankfully, my friend, her daughter, came in and was like, look here, mom. Yeah. <laughs> your, yeah. your white privilege is showing please stop uh we need to have a conversation so kudos to her yeah. for you know like kudos for her to for even speaking up to her mother and kudos to her for even speaking up to her mother on a public platform facts like i what like, Ta- talking to your family's hard in general let alone something hard hard conversations and, is very very yeah. hard to have but to call out your mother <laughs> i mean seriously i i yeah. Hard. But yeah, I was saying, you know, like kudos to my friend for, you know, like, you know, calling out her mother. So, and I also think, you know, like as an ally, it's like, it's your job. Like I, it just goes back to like being family oriented for me. Like it starts with the family, everything that you're taught or everything that you believe in or what you're indoctrinated in starts at home. So if you want to start at home, that's where I think people should start. If like people are like, how do I take action? Like, yeah, Agreed. start at home because then it affects like your family and then it affects your community and then hopefully beyond there. And then we're all better people. The ripple effect. Exactly. What about people? And I think this is a newer conversation, but you know, the kiddos that are consuming media almost more than parental guidance, like you're, you've laptop early on and I'm so excited for these kids. I <laughs> First of all, I don't like children, Yeah, but Oh really? No, You're I, such a family human. I love babies. I okay. love, love, love babies because they don't go anywhere and they don't tell you no. Ah, uh, my dog tells me no. I'm just gonna say that. Well, Cleo's <laughs> <laughs> not, not a dog. She is my favorite human. You're not Cleo's wrong. Not a dog. Yeah, also true. Uh, Colette's a dog. Yeah, Cleo is not well, a dog. But Cleo's also an influencer, so Colette soon will grow into her human form. Well. I don't even know. The, she the jury's out on that one. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> in my opinion, she's full on dog, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Okay, we'll, we'll run with it. Um, what was? <laughs> I Sorry, I was going to tangent. I know, dogs, but it's so easy to do. <laughs> Look at but no, like it, everything starts at home, in my opinion, and if you can change it. From oh, the millennial going. kids. Oh, like, I growing love up on them. Yes. There's yeah. Like, like, and okay, so yeah, I love babies. I can't tell you no. I don't like you know from age you know what is it. Mm, two to <laughs> thirty. Two to two, two, two to nine. Oh, okay. Once you get like tween, I kind of like feel it because I'm like, yeah, you're having a bad day like me, bro. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> like, like you know, like they, like you know, all the hormones and stuff. Like they can't even tell you why they're upset, and it's like yeah. that's me, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me, everybody. It's the one time we can relate to our male counterparts. Yes. It's okay. Seriously. So, so yeah, like I'm super excited for Gen Z, um, all the stuff that they're seeing, like, and they're being exposed to so much. Like I saw like a post of a young girl on TikTok, like coming at her family. Like they were saying some crazy racist stuff 
and she was like giving him the business. She couldn't be more than 15. Yeah. Okay. And it was like very, like she was very articulate and she had all her facts together. Like she wasn't just arguing to argue. I was like, I know that's right. I didn't even know TikTok was that platform. I'm new to TikTok, but I didn't know that platform was like having that kind of I didn't didn't know either. Okay. I didn't I I don't have TikTok. I know you already told me dun 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 just weird. I don't know. So so yeah, no, I'm super excited about the youth. Like they're totally with it. Um from what I've seen in the protests, like they're out there too and they're like letting their voices be heard. So I'm here for it. Yeah. And also, they'll be able to vote. Very soon. That's to me. That's like number one call to action. I mean, very yes to very all soon, and they've seen so much happen. Like, what makes you think they're not going to exercise the right to vote? That excites me. Gosh, I hope so. I mean, I genuinely, I hope they understand how many people have died for you, you know yes. the right to vote. Yes. Women, yes. white, black, everything. It's. Mm-hmm. I hope even if the candidate gay the situations, rights. gay rights. Yes. yes. I mean, race, sexuality. Uh, economic status i hope even if the decision isn't perfect it's in the right direction and which that kind of sucks because you want you want to support something you wholeheartedly believe in but in the business world sometimes you have to go with the most right thing and that and that's a harsh reality in itself it's something i'm still not comfortable with but it's it is what it is you have to vote in the most you got to vote though you have to vote for sure for sure and i think i i think that they see that it's important. I hope so. And that is what truly excites me. So I'm, you know, I mean, voting has always been important to me just because I'm a, I'm a black woman. So yeah. it was always like, you don't have a choice because, you know, I can trace back to a great, great grandmother that was not allowed to vote. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. That, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, super excited about the youth. Um, another thing, <sighs> Oh my God. Another thing, like all of this to me, it's just always in the vein of like moving the goalpost. So we talked about like the rioting, right? And like the protesting and how they want to talk about protesting instead of like somebody dying. So now you see people talking about, well, what about the cops? What about blue lives? And like, once again, we're talking about how disproportionately Black people are being killed by the police. So blue lives meaning police. Because when Correct. I didn't, I had to do context clues. I, I have not even heard that until you said it. So. It's a whole okay. thing. Yes. Okay. Oh my god. So oh, I've seen, I've seen one particular person that I am friends with, which it's just I, I feel like a lot of things. It's just like really opening my eyes of like, wow, like okay, like it's just really like making you think introspectively, and it's really making you question like your relationships around you, which is to me like right now it's very very sad, but also I think like we'll all be better for it. So mm-hmm. like I just feel like I always feel like you go through super hard times to come out better, kind of like you know I don't like moths or butterflies, but you know I have a moth problem right now. By the way. Tell you, I, I don't know. want to talk to you about I what know. happened. Like, we'll talk about what happened to me off air, okay. moth wise, in my apartment. But oh. I was attacked multiple times. <laughs> she hates moths. It's fine. You'll be right. <sighs> um, but yeah, like one of my friends, she had made a post saying, like, "Oh, you know, I'm black, but I'm also blue." This is where I have problem. Okay. And this may be a hot take, but it is what it is. When you're a cop, that is a job. And when you could possibly be murdered on the job, killed, whatever, that is what we call occupational hazard. 
I am not occupational hazard. Me walking outside is not occupational hazard. I can't wake up and take off being black. So, it, like, once again, moving the goalpost of, like, oh, well, what about the cops? I'm, we're not talking about the cops right now. If we can just talk about somebody being murdered and how can we fix that and how can we do legislation, we wouldn't even be having a conversation about cops. Yeah. And my whole thing is, like, Let's talk about the situation at hand, and then let's move on to the next situation. So it's not even that we're saying that blue lives don't matter. Even if you say, like, your life is a blue or whatever that you want to say, that's fine because you're, we live in America, we fight for freedom, you're allowed to have your opinion. But what we're not going to do is have you say, oh, blue lives matter too. We're not talking about you right now, okay? Because, yeah. like, right now somebody died, let's... Figure out how we can make sure that this never happens again. After we're done talking about making legislation and making sure that nobody dies like this again, then we can talk about how are we going to protect cops? Yes, I would love to have that conversation, but we're not having that conversation right now. And it's once again taking away from the importance of what just happened. Like, that's just not okay. So it drives me nuts when people, like, once again, moving the goalposts. Let's stay focused on what's at hand. So that was driving me nuts. Um, And even talking about, like, jobs, right? Let's talk about, like, cops and their jobs, okay? I know that it takes a few weeks to become a cop. I don't know how – I don't know specifically how many weeks, okay? I'm an esthetician. I hold a license that Dora watches over. So let's say that I have a client come in and they're just, like, mad at me and they want to report me to Dora. I'd have to go and defend my license. What happens to a cop when they kill somebody, They get put on desk duty for two fucking weeks and then they get to go back on regular street duty. Make it make sense. And then on top of that, they have like certain like things that protect them from being like truly prosecuted to the fullest extent of what they did. Yeah. Like they're not going to like dig that deep into it. And that's why this is an issue because people are getting off for what they did. Well, I think I do think it's longer than weeks. Like police academy, I don't know, so I don't have hard facts here. And it ain't a year. Up. It's not. It's not it's long not enough. A year. And well, it's because there really are. It takes a year to it's not, a cosmetologist. Yes, it's. The, it takes it's longer to become a cosmetologist than it becomes a cop. That's nuts. And you're out here carrying a firearm. Yeah. And then what? What do cosmetologists have? Scissors. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, those are dangerous. I'm not, as you say, I'm no, not going to make jokes right now. Listen, I, I got to put a lot of faith in people that work on my no, face and are oh no. next to my throat. Especially as an but esthetician, like, you put your face, you put your eyebrows. Yeah. In, you put faith in me to make sure I don't fuck up your face. It's, I was going to say, it's a lot. There's a lot of faith there. It's a there, lot. It's a which lot. Which I don't want to make light, but it's. The, the it, there really are so many good officers, and again, I support yes, what you're saying. It's absolutely. not that's not the conversation. But I did see one post that was, you know, yes, there are so many good officers. I know some of my favorite human beings that are officers. Absolutely. However, one person posted, yes, and how do I know it's a good officer? It's how the, do I know you just you. don't know what you're really dealing with? And I was like, okay. And then how? Let's resonates. say that how you raised like me as a black woman. I was always raised like a certain way like when I drive my car or when I'm walking outside I'm never like I don't know the white experience but from what I've been told it's like when the cops come around it's a safety like oh officer Jones good to see you when I see a cop I'm like oh it's time for me to go yeah uh what where's my uber at I gotta go home yeah so it's a different it's a different like experience that you have and people need to take that 
into consideration when there's like when it comes to the relationship with the African American community and cops. Like this is and this is like so like deeply ingrained. This is not just something that just popped up the other day. Like no no no. This has been going on for a long long time. Why do you think there are so many rap songs about either fuck the police or like, oh, my friend died or my family died or my dad died or like, there's always something, there's some sort of conflict with the police. Yeah. So I do respect police officers. Um, Unfortunately, the way that I was raised, I wasn't raised to make that they are part of my community. I've always Mm -hmm. been raised to feel that they infiltrate your community and they police you, not that they keep you safe. And that's what's sad. Okay. I mean, I, I, I hear you. And I, my experience is absolutely, I would never say it's the same. I will say, I don't feel, I'm not here to hang out. <laughs> I always said like, if I see it, yeah, I'm not here. I'm I've been in enough scenarios, even as a white person where like, I don't, I don't need to be in the yep. mix of potential trouble and it just I'm no saint, good. but like, I just, I don't need to push, position myself accordingly. And I'm not right. saying that's the same as any no, no, no. And person. It, of color it doesn't mean that but, just because you're white doesn't mean that you can't have that same experience. Everybody, yeah. regardless of race has had a different experience with yeah. cops. So I'm not saying that it's just specific to the black community, but it is like very disproportionate yeah. in the black community. And that's the problem. And that's what we need to address. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that like I have to get a license and you know, I can have my license taken away, but all you get is desk duty. Like, I'm sorry, what are we doing here? I don't, I've never even touched a firearm a day in my life. Well, I just think I'd like to see more psychological testing and, and I want them to have therapy. Like you don't know what these people who become cops, like you don't know what kind of baggage they come in with. And it's the same thing with the military. Like you don't know what kind of baggage people are coming in with. Then you send them off to war. Then they come back. They might have PTSD and all kinds of things. Then you have the nerve to treat them with pharmaceuticals and not like actual therapy. Yeah. What are you doing to these people? I've done a few casts around like pharmaceuticals and our first responders. Like how are we, I mean, to me, therapy and you know self-awareness is such a gift if you have the budget opportunity and time to do that with yourself is amazing let alone when you are in a job that is you know you are on the front lines of things and it's right. it's i think cops are in a hard space front line yes, people in a hard course. space when you have the opportunity to heal and there's like yes. space for you for that yes i think that's and ongoing and necessary and on- because absolutely. they have to see stuff that me and you will never see right like i'm sure they've I don't, I don't even want to know the stuff. And like, once again, that's like a right that, and a privilege that I get from not being a cop. You know, I don't have to like pull my gun out on somebody, you know, and, and feel that trauma afterwards and, you know, have to sleep at night knowing that I might've shot somebody or killed somebody, whatever. Right. So I get it. But at the same time, like, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about that stuff, like systematically and for years and years and years, like, Black people have been disproportionately being killed. How are we going to fix that? That's the issue at hand. That's what we need to handle. After that, let's go ahead and talk about how we can get cops therapy. We need to get, you know, ex-military people therapy. We need to, like, heal everybody at the same time. So it's not that we don't care. It's just that we need to handle things head on. Yeah. Other than that, you're just going to keep talking in circles and nothing's going to get fixed. All you're doing is arguing with each other. And I'm not here to argue. I'm too tired. I don't care. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just, I think that, you, the therapy is a co- powerful conversation because I think yes. we need that in school so, so young people know how to 
self cope and yes. self help and, and know their own boundaries in life and, and how to deal with things. So we're not dealing with, you know, erotic behavior in any profession. Yes. Um, and then you add in the societal pressures around being a cop or being yes. a victim of violence. I mean, and they're probably scared too. Of course. This is a hard time for everybody. It's a hard time for everybody, but we have to stay on task. Yeah. We have to stay on topic. Because if we can solve one thing at a time, yeah. I think we'll be better for it. Rather than just arguing and keep moving the goalpost and being like, well, what about this? What about this? We're not talking about this right now. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So one thing like that, it always, you know, like we were talking about, like, you know, I can't stop being black. Like I was like <laughs> it. I've been dealing with like racism since I was five years old which is nuts to say because I was born in 1989. I grew up in the 90s, okay? You think and and I didn't grow up in like a poor neighborhood. Like at the time like my parents were together and we grew up in like a upper middle class neighborhood in Aurora, Colorado. And I remember in kindergarten what kindergarten um, did you go to, by the way? I went to... We went to school about five miles. High school's five miles apart? Yeah, not too far away. Bit, yeah. I went to Independence Elementary. I don't think I know that one. I was crazy. I can't Anyways, tell you where it's carry at on. Now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was, it, it's got to be a smoky somewhat, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's like yeah. off a of smoky hill somewhere, but it's like you know in the neighborhood somewhere. Yeah. But you know, like you're five years old. Um, one day, like you know, like you're a kid, you go to lunch in the cafeteria. You're just sitting around, like you're friends with everybody because like everybody's like five. Like you don't have like best friends at the time. You just sit wherever. So I used to just sit wherever. <sighs> And this particular day, I sat at this one table with um, one Asian girl and three white girls. And the Asian girl started going around saying, I'm white, Jessica's white, Heather's white, Sandy's white, but Ashley's black. Wow. Yes. And what's very interesting is that the white girls looked so like, like, what is happening? They, they didn't even know how to respond. They were like, uh, okay. Wow. And five. me, I was five years old. Wow. I was five years old. What'd you do? The first time it happened, I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like, let it go. But it happened two more times. So after the third time, like, um, when my parents were still together, like I would come home and my dad would ask me, you know, how was your day? What'd you do? What'd you eat? And I'd be like, and so the third time it happened, I was like, so, uh, I'm not sure if this is normal. <laughs> and I told him what happened. He was like, excuse me? Yeah. Mom and dad had to go straight to the school, had to get old girl's parents involved. Um, I don't know what kind of talking to they gave young lady, but she was very contrite. Wow. And these are, the, this, just to clarify, the Asian the Asian parents. The Asian girl and her parents. Uh, were both her parents Asian? Yes. Just out of curiosity? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, so yep. I'm curious in what conversations uh -huh. were happening at her house. I don't know. Okay. But, I mean, wow. she looked, she sounded very, very contrite. Like, I mean, I saw her throughout elementary school. We weren't in classes together after that. But, like, yeah, that happened to me when I was five years How old. How did the school handle it back then? Which really wasn't um, that long ago. You know ago. what's funny is that my mom never really told me, like, she just knows that, like, she didn't really go into detail about, like, what the principal said, but she, they got the principal involved. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm like, glad my mom and my dad did least. not play. Yeah. They didn't play that. I they were like, that. uh, straight to the school right now. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure they went straight to the school as soon as I told them and then school was over. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah. good on them and good for the school for listening. Like, I'm oh, not surprised by no much choice. at this point. They had no I'm choice. I'm glad. I mean, okay. you've met my mom. 
Also true. Yeah, I mean, your true. mom is like the sweetest human from what I've seen on my levels. mom is a very, very sweet human, but she, so like the funny thing about her is that she sounds very, very sweet, but she's also telling you to go fuck off very nicely. I, I, I believe that. <laughs> I haven't quite It's a special kill, skill set. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, quite yeah. mastered that, but like she will literally like with a smile on your face and be like, yeah, yeah like I will kill you. <laughs> She needs to be in Kill Bill 3. Is there she a really does. Yeah, acceptable. She, she says it's so calm. Yeah, so, take it in. Hence why, like, I grew up well because I didn't want those problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, boundaries. I didn't want to see her actually mad. <laughs> acceptable. So, so, yeah, that happened when I was five. And then my mom was telling me a story. Um, you know, I was asking her questions, you know, given all of, like, the racial injustices going on right now. And, you know, she's basically just been saying that she just feels, like, very agonized and, like, just very upset and sad because when she was young and when she was going through all of this similar stuff, she never thought that her children would have to experience the same thing. So, you know, I told you about what happened to me when I was five, when my mom was married to my dad um, in the 1980s. You know, like, once again, like, nice area, like, upper middle class, like, black family, like, just living their lives, minding their business. They stopped my dad for um, speeding. And then instead of talking about speeding, they were asking him if he was selling drugs because he was in a very nice car and he had a suit on. (laughs) Over a speeding ticket. Make it make sense. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) yeah, so... Yeah, so that's a whole thing. Um, I also kind of really want to talk about, like, the media and, like, marketing. Because I know that's all your jam. So I kind of want to hear what you think. Like, I know, I I want to think the best of people, but I always, you know, give a little side eye to big companies. So it's been nice to see big companies stand behind and say Black Lives Matter, unequivocally we stand behind you here's the money that we're giving also can i just say when they're saying oh this is the money that we're giving i think that they're saying we're pledging because i haven't seen a receipt oh okay i mean how do you feel about that uh well charity has always been a marketable angle and part of a marketing plan which i'm not against because if it's going towards a good if your heart do you think they actually give though I do. Okay. I, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I have... Because, like, I mean, think of, like, how corrupt people are. Like, where they're like, oh, yeah, like, I'll totally pay I mean, that could be completely real. I will say anything. this. I have not seen a company that's pledged that has not done it. Okay. Good. And I will say okay. I've not seen or been a part of the conversation of a lot of companies that have pledged in general. Usually okay, I'm, okay. like, strategically working with nonprofits, so mm-hmm. we're either collecting or, like, we're giving. Like, that's what it's about. It's not just, like, a company giving. Okay. So I don't know if I'm of the best perspective to really, like, put a full label on that. Gotcha. I think in general, this is more opinion than fact, I think people do give when they say they're going to give. Do I think it happens where they pledge and do the right thing and not actually give? I do. Mm -hmm. So, yes, and all companies need tax write-offs. Okay. So even if you're... Can we talk about that? Yeah, but I would say this. Even if your heart's not in the right space, which again, with a lot of companies, big corporations, good luck getting this big moral situation happening mm-hmm. not to say that it's all corrupt but like there's bottom line there's business right. so if they're still giving regardless of the heart space at least they're giving towards something think, yes i would say yes. i'm okay with that do i wish it was all moral and for the right thing and they're yeah. genuinely involved of course but let's just deal with what's real yeah not always um i think now there's going to be more of an account of 
accountability in general because again young people young consumers they know how to dig in be like who owns the business where are things manufactured is it in Mm -hmm. the usa is it in you know taiwan is it child labor is it you know diversified company i mean these are questions and answers that we can seek as consumers that we never really could before and i before all of this was happening again i was having these conversations with companies like humanize the brand be real if you are you have a diverse staff highlight that not to monetize it but to just just let the public know what you're really doing it's a good thing to highlight but where your heart space is at yeah yeah and a lot of companies do it without the agenda of like i'm doing this so i can talk about it right do a lot of companies do it so they can talk about it of course Mm -hmm. so it's there's there's a spectrum of things happening i think for right now where we're at of course i wish it was better but if companies are donating and companies are diversifying Mm -hmm. accordingly because they think they have to okay okay do i want their heart to be in the right spot of course but if not is it still happening and they might be happy that they're monetizing it okay like Listen, we're not going to change the world overnight. That is true. But do I think there's power in our young humans and how they vote, how they vote yes. with their dollar, how they consume, how they voice their opinion on social media? Absolutely. So if you're not bracing yourself right now to adjust your company accordingly, you better be because your bottom line is about to be impacted regardless of where your heart space yes, is. Yes, exactly. So I will say this, though. Lately, I've been seeing um, certain companies or like beauty companies specifically because, you know, my Instagram is very biased. Well, you are an esthetician also. I mean, you know, so the you things better, I want to yeah. look at. Yeah. But I've seen a couple of beauty companies post, you know, they're like, okay, we've said that, you know, Black Lives Matter and that we stand with you, but also they're taking it an extra level by exposing, like, what their uh, racial demographic uh, breakdown is in their company. Oh, and I was okay. like, wow. Okay. And then... There was one company that, you know, broke it down and like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad breakdown. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty diverse. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, women. So, yeah. um, it was women owned and at the end of the post, they were like, you know, we're going to do more. And I was like, damn. Okay. So I was, I was very happy to see something like that. I, think now, say something I, I do products. believe in the almighty daughter dollar and it affecting change yeah. and, you know, helping things out. But to like really dig in deep to like what's really going on to like show like internal information yeah. is like <laughs> that Next that level. touches me personally. And then and then you remember that. And this again, this isn't this isn't marketing I agenda. But so, this, <laughs> is this is this is the best marketing you can do unintentionally. Yes. So you can spend yes. millions trying to like evoke this specific message and mm-hmm. then call to action and consumer buys accordingly. Meanwhile, you just took a risk and humanized your brand and did what you thought was right. All the consumers, maybe it might be less people you get, but you have people, voices of power. They'll get on the mic and talk about it. They'll embrace your brand. Exactly. Just like getting a bunch of people to buy at one time. I think like longevity is like, who's going to buy all the time. Of course. Absolutely. Retention is what I've always been taught is like, what is important. Yes. And, but sometimes that's hard to put on the balance sheet when, or maybe it's like you take a loss from the beginning, but you've gotten really loyal consumers. And over time that grows versus you had, you had a million units sold week one because you gave a discount and what have you. Like it's Mm -hmm. the balance sheet doesn't always tell numbers don't lie, but it doesn't always tell the entire truth. So true. And that's a tricky scenario with these big corporations where, cause the bottom line is King. Like if you're not making money, nobody eats. Correct. So it's, it, 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 it's a tricky balance. Um, I will just say it's getting 
more and more transparent out there. Yes. So I love transparency. Yes. And but honestly, it's like my encourage core value, it. so that's why. I'm you know I'm with you. Okay. I just I encourage businesses to take that leap and lean into what it is to be in 2020. It's and, respected. Yeah. And I mean, you see hear, people are buying. first right here right now. It's respected. Yeah. Um, okay, so media. How do you feel about you know, have you seen on TV how, like, cops are taking a knee? Yes. How do you feel about that? Because, like, how many years ago was it unpatriotic? Yeah, I... Well, that was during the anthem, and I don't know if that's a conversation that's mm, on the side. Okay. I hold a lot of the anthem because I have I two brothers of military, and the anthem is hard, mm-hmm. although I heard Kaepernick actually consulted the VA and is like, what can I do? Yeah. So, and I don't... I Honestly, I don't know enough to fully unpack it, but I will say this. Do I think... It's kind of like the the conversation. Do you think it's a photo op? Like, I mean, just... probably, but but again, do I? Will I take it? Yes. Do I wish mm-hmm. it's a hard space? Yes. I really do think there's good people out there that want to do it the right way. Yeah. Are there people that are doing photo ops? Of course. Yeah. Like I think it's like the looters. Like, yes. are there people that are angry and they're pissed or they're showing it? Yes. Are there people that are coming in and staging it because they want to make black people look worse than what they yeah. are or that they're doing it? Of course. So all of it, I don't think it's this like situation you can paint it one side or the other. It's yep. like you've got to look at it as a grounded human and then kind of like fact check and then digest it piece by piece and say, okay, well, all cops aren't bad, but you know, that yes. isn't the conversation right now you said. Mm-hmm. Looting's happening. It's not that I promote violence, but I understand why there's anger and frustration and right. who is looting. Like Exactly. These are all larger combos. There's you can't so just many digest. things happening at the same time. Yeah. And people are just trying to like, you know, pinpoint one thing. It's like, no, it's like, it could be like five different types of motives yeah. happening at one time. Exactly. So you can't, I mean, like anything else, and that's a good life skill, not to just judge a book by its cover, one action by what is like, okay, like let's unpack the facts of what happened. Mm-hmm. Looting, this was, person was mad it happened. Looting, this person, it was, you know, two white kids that are writing Black Lives Matter and they kicked open a door because they're part of the KKK or what. Like right. you just or have to unpack each. We were talking or they're about. bored. Yeah. Right. Ex- I mean. Did you see the kid like, you know, throwing a skateboard? No. Didn't he <laughs> yeah. want a skateboard? No, he was, like, using a skateboard to break a window. I, don't, I saw then, like, somebody, somebody run into the Chanel them. store, and I was like, oh, I'm like, you probably just got a $5,000 bag. I'm not advocating, Look. let me just say, but... Well, okay, not advocating, but let's be serious. Like, people who are trying to steal from the Apple store, guys... There's well, a serial number on everything. That's the wrong story. Well, even the handbags, there's serial numbers on things, but it's going to be hard yeah, to track. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like the Celine bags and all yeah. that jazz. Yeah, yeah, the super expensive ones. You but again, right. just like the cop conversation, we got to stay on topic here. Why? I mean, why is this happening? But, like, but why are you doing this? Like, why, why is this are you happening? protesting? Are you yes. doing it to just get free, mm-hmm. nice stuff? Or are, or are you, you really actually sending a message? And you don't know how else to express yeah. yourself, and that which... dilutes the message from everyone that is showing up for the right reasons. Right. So. Right. And and also, like, I do think there are people out there that are just so frustrated. Like, they are so mad that so many black people are dying disproportionately yeah. that they're just angry, and they, maybe yeah. they do want to break shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the one thing that that I really want to make very clear is I'm sick and tired of people trying to police people of color and telling people of color how to feel or how to act. What does that mean? I mean, unpack that a little so, bit. So, like, you know, example. when it's like, like, oh, like, protesting's okay, but but rioting's not. Hmm. Okay. Like, who are you to tell how you protest? Now, is it a moral issue? Sure. But, I mean, what are you doing to fix the issue? So, 
I don't know. It's just one, like, and especially as a, a person of color, like, you're always, I always feel like, you know, there's always, like, a white gaze and, like, like people are always watching you and, like, what you do. Like, the way I was raised, like, you have to be twice as good to get paid just the same as somebody else instead of, like, and you can't have a bad day. Yeah. You know, like, if I come to work, I'm on. Yeah. I can't be like, you know what? Something really bad happened to me today. I just need a moment. Can't do that. Yeah. So I just, especially in this time, like, is looting, like, a very controversial issue? Yes. Um, is it a moral situation? Yes. But am I going to tell a person of color to do it or not? No. Yeah. It's not my job. I'm not their mom. Do you think it's, like, people trolling internet and, like, they have this false safety behind a screen? Or do you think it's people that actually have an opinion? Like, like their intentions are to, like, speak their voice? Or it's people that are bored? Like, who do you think I is, think like, the color writer? I think everyone? it's a hodgepodge. Okay. I think it's a hodgepodge. And I think it's also, like, people trying to turn it into, like, a political situation. Mm-hmm. Everything is... I mean... We're in an election year, for God's sakes. Yeah. So everything's going to be a political issue, even if yeah. it's really not. True. So. Well, and but it is important to, like we said, to go vote. So it's, yes. well, it isn't, I mean, like, there's an action around that that mm-hmm. is important. So, again, it's not just, like, this simple, quick combo. It's, like, a, it's like an issue and then some legs to the game. Right. So, okay, so, like, a better way, because, you know, we always talk about, what's a better way? Talk to me. So, this might be a hot take. But I personally feel that racism is not a black people person, black people problem. Okay, let's, let's say white people. Problem. Let's unpack it. Let's unpack it. Black people didn't create racism. Black people do not benefit from racism. Yeah. Um, the so here's my hopes. I hope when I have kids, and then when they grow up, you know, let's say twenty years from now, when they're like teenagers or whatever, however however old they are. If they hear a racist comment towards them, I don't want them to feel attacked. I want them to be like, ooh, you're weird. Yeah. That's how I want black people to start to respond in the future, not feeling attacked or like, you know, feeling the way that I feel like if I go outside, like, okay, like, is it curfew yet? Because I'm black. Like, they'll snatch me up in a hot freaking second. Yeah. You know? So I just feel like people, I always, like, my white friends are always like, what can I do? How can I help? What can I do? Okay, what you can do, once again, start at home. Yeah. If you feel like people around you are saying some super messed up stuff and it's super racist or it's prejudiced or it's just, or you know, it's homophobic, if it's anything and you know it's not right, it's on you. It's your job because you have pri- you have privilege and you have the authority to tell people, "Hey, that's not okay. Yeah. You should stop." Because once you tell that person that it's not okay and it's made taboo, we're going to change society and how they think about it. Agreed. So, you know, I just really feel like it's white people's job to dismantle systemic racism because white people have white privilege and they benefit from systemic racism. Yeah. Um, I also think that I feel like staunch racist, they think that the world is like a zero sum situation. Like, oh, if, if we, if I have, you know, this amount of things and this person starts to get the same, I'm going to have less. Like, no, we're just literally going to have the same and it's going to be okay. And, you know, I, you know, it sounds super hippie, but you know, when the world works in harmony, there's more than enough, 
to go around for everybody. Completely and agree. everybody's so different. Like the things that you want, I don't want and vice versa. And there are things that we do want together and that's okay. And maybe we can build up to get that together. But I just feel like everybody is so different. Like, we're not even, like, fighting, you know, to have the same things. Like, what are we even arguing about? Well, and you can learn so much from each other, as cliche as that sounds. But, like, the, my gifts are different than yours. And yes. if you work them collectively, both of our lives are easier. Right. And we're going to be okay together. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I get where, you know, people are saying, like, oh, protests, discord. Like, yeah, nobody wants discord. But you weren't listening when people were trying to unite. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. So if you don't listen to people, like, what exactly do you think is going to happen? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's sounds super hippie, but like, let's just all be on the same page. I actually, (laughs) no, I think that's, we don't want the same things. I don't, I don't want like a a Lexus. Like I might want a BMW and you know, like I don't, I don't want to be a a trillionaire like Jeff Bezos, Mm -hmm. you know, I just want to have enough to, you know, take care of me and my family and, you know, help my friends if my friends need help and, you know, buy a house with a rooftop on it. That's what I want. (laughs) Well, I think we are so designed. I think this is actually more of like a God conversation or universal Madonna, as I say. Um, I like that you called out Madonna a little bit because she, yeah, we out here. Mommy, do it. Yeah. Um, Pop it up, preach. But, you know, I think it is, it's, it's this like larger order combo of like, we've all been given all these things and if we can each work alongside each other, this yes. sounds so cliche, but I can bring to the table something that you don't and vice yeah. versa. And then we both have to do less and it's okay. working less and being more present for the moment and what's going on. And if we can recognize things to think skin color of, you know, if we've got a hundred things about us, thing. it's one thing of all the things one thing. may it be very important. Fine. But that's still one piece of the puzzle yes. that doesn't really, I mean, our ages were what, like 10 years apart. Eight. eight years apart okay mm-hmm. that's i mean that's almost a generation it's solid but there's a, you, there's a whole child there's hashtag, there's hashtag botox um no it's real this is so but you think you know there's differences that are far greater than our skin color yes. so to think in general like if that's one thing that's holding your your the, the like the pin in the balloon that's holding your world from really coming together mm-hmm. what a loss man what a tragedy yeah. that that's one piece of your life could be so much easier if you just open up the door a little bit open yes. up your mind a little bit yes and even we might not understand each other we might have to have tough conversations we may not even agree on a lot of you things have tough conversations with your own family and they look like you Listen. so like why would you not have a tough conversation with somebody you haven't grown up with yes and but that's that's new practice. And I think yeah. our young humans are privy to it and they're exposed yes. to it. And, it's, that's and so it, I think practice. it's second nature for them, yeah. which I'm really hoping. Yeah. Because I, so. I, at least from what I've seen, it seems like second nature. I don't I don't see any children that's like, oh, like they have to be taught. Yeah. I mean, it might be via text versus in person. But <laughs> that, or, however no, it's, it's happening. Or, or TikTok. Like, <laughs> oh my God. No. Via I don't, like dance. Like what? Dude, I know. I'm actually, again, <laughs> 39, but I'm, I'm not. I'm with you, TikTok. Um, I don't know. I just think that there's... And we actually spoke about this because I think we're both hard chargers and in life it's kind of thinking of the idea that to do less is more is really, really hard. And I'm not saying for one second I've walked the shoes of a person of color. I will just say that I, that's been a journey for me to let go a little bit and to welcome in what's coming without me trying so hard. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's, that's a crazy thought. So, um, that really, that 
conversation has nothing to do with race. Because again, I'm very conscious that I don't no, want to yeah, say it's no. the same of a person no, at all. But that conversation itself, I think if everybody did a little bit less meaning, you let go and you're a little bit more open-minded to what's coming and what's around you already. Yep. You probably have more gifts around you than you think. Right. And to utilize it in and utilize them together. Yeah. You get so much more done. Yes. Which is what you're saying. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, we're all better together. As you can see, discord doesn't really like resonate with anybody. Like it's yeah. been stressful for me. It's been stressful for my family. It's been, I'm sure it's been stressful for you. Oh. It's stressful for everybody, regardless if you're a minority or not. It's yeah. just like not a good time. Like yeah. we'd all rather just be holding hands and hugging and shit right yeah. now. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, especially if you do have friends that don't look like you yeah. to process you and how you navigate this time is it's weird. And white guilt is a thing. And like, there's all, yep. you know, there, that's a piece of it. And, um, I feel like I've, I've even at times brought this up with Raven. I'm like, I'm, I, I, I say, I'm sorry. And I feel bad cause I do. And I look mm-hmm. at you as a friend right. and as a black person, but I, I am sorry. Like I feel bad. I see my friends crying. But it's just like as a friend, yeah, you know, like you yeah. care about me as a human. Yeah. And that's like the basis of the whole argument. Like yeah. if, if people would have these types of relationships, if people would take the time to, you know, create relationships with people that don't look like them, yeah, we'd we'd be a little bit more in harmony, yeah. Instead of being fearful or hateful or you know prejudiced for no reason, you don't even know anything about that person, and you might have so much in common, yeah. And what I think is like so asinine is that, you know, what if we all looked the same color? That'd be <laughs> whack. It'd be so weak. As a branding professional, I told you this. All I try and do is highlight your competitive edge, your differentiating factors. And we are all gifted. with. Like I I do love humanity and humans because we all have these random ass idiosyncrasies. Mm -hmm. Like apart from race, gender, sexual orientation, Mm -hmm. it's like something innate to you, your personality, your experience, the way you grew up. And we do these really weird little things. But like that's your brain. That's who you are. And my job as a branding professional is to accentuate some of those things and humanize it but on the flip side we're having like these conversations of why we should why we should all be separate and the same right and it's like it's crazy what like that sounds so terrible like i don't want to eat the same thing every day yeah like i want some indian food i I really (laughs) love chinese food (laughs) you know what i'm saying like make it make sense guys like we have to like embrace our differences and like I still can't believe that, like, literally, like, how much melanin producing your body matters how you're treated in society. That is so asinine. Yeah. So, so yeah, that. Um, I also want to say, you know, like, to people who are actually fighting for change, like, don't let up. We're not done. We just got started. Party just got started. Party's not over. Um, in my opinion, I don't think this party's over until we get new legislation, until people mm. vote. Um, people who are protesting, keep protesting. It literally brings change. Yeah. Have you seen in D.C. they renamed a street to Black Lives Matter? No, I yes. didn't see this. The mayor of D.C. renamed a street and then they painted the street saying Black Lives Matter leading up to the Capitol. Wow. Who's the mayor of D.C.? Ah, uh, it's some black lady. I can't remember. Okay. There's, of the mayors that I've seen in New Orleans, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Atlanta, D.C., mm-hmm. um, and these cities are, like, cities that have something to say a lot of the time. Like, these My are not God, easy yes. cities to just be a mayor in. Like, <laughs> yeah. respect across the board. Okay. Yeah. Like, mm, I mean, even Denver, like, we... 
we're in Midwest, but we're still making some noise. Oh, like, look. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't count us out. No. <laughs> I mean, but there's something you said. When you're in LA, you're in New York, you're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, these are major, like, metropolises. Like, these yes. are huge cities with a lot of humans. Yes. A lot of energy. Time for showing up. But I will say, these the, the mayors that are coming out and really, like, this is not an easy job. Yeah. Like, you are in the, the center of the tornado. But they're making change. Yes. They're standing up street? strong. What has it been? I can't remember how many days it's been for protests. Maybe 10, 12 days? Okay. But 10, 12 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, I told you, amazing. Robert E. Lee's coming down. I don't know how long that's been up. Look, that's, that's a big ass deal. about that for years. My well, best friend, who's a doctor, shout out to my best friend, Rose. Hey, Rose. She's been, you know, she's a doctor. Is she in D.C.? You did say that right? No, she's in Philly. So oh, okay, okay. She's been working all day as a doctor, you know, treating COVID. Like, we're still in the middle of a, of a pandemic, by the way. Yeah. And then when she gets off work, her and her husband, they go protest. Mm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You really got first responders out here having to protest after work? Do you know how many hours they work and what kind of stuff they have to do after work? Come on now. Shout I, out to Rose. Yeah. Like I, that, that's, Rose. that's amazing. So... One thing that I, like, I always keep saying this, but, like, one thing, like, when people, when white people are with, or people with privilege, you know, and, like, it's, it goes beyond white people. It could be, like, Asian folks, because, I mean, overall, when I was five years old, she thought she had some privilege, and she might, (laughs) you know? What can she do? She can talk to her family and, you know, like, have those hard conversations, because I'm going to keep saying this until the day I die. It starts at home. Yeah. So if you change your mind... You change your family's mind, you will change your community, and then you will eventually, hopefully, change society. Because that that's, in my opinion, it's very hard, but that's, like, the most practical thing that people with privilege can do, yeah. in my opinion. Well, I do think parents are your first influencers. Yes. That oh. <laughs> yeah. That was millennial speak for a deeper message. Why, why is my mom my spirit animal? Yeah, like, I now. mean, exactly. <laughs> She's like, I'm here. I'm never going away. Right. I'm like, mm, ingrained. <laughs> yeah. um, I also think, you know, aside from, like, working on your family, like, if you, maybe you grow up in, like, a very small town or in, like, you maybe you moved and, like, you're around people that don't look like you, start creating genuine relationships with people who don't look like you. You know, don't keep yourself, like, in a circle of, like, well, they look like me, and, like, I think I'm comfortable here. We all listen to country music. Oh, we all listen to house music. That's it. We all yeah. go to EDC. That's it. No. Talk to somebody who doesn't look What's like EDC? you. Girl. I don't know. Festival, like, oh. electric dance music. See? In, um, okay, well. <laughs> it depends on, yeah. Again, hashtag 39. But Once again, you know, subcultures. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. get out of your subculture. Like, talk to somebody that isn't, you know who you see all the time and make genuine relationships with that people with those people because when you make genuine relationships with people that don't look like you you care about that person and then you care about what would happen to them yeah that's i mean in my opinion that's the whole issue i i think there's not a lot more powerful than diversify your friend group again to yes. have those immediate relationships like I have empathy for my friend yes in addition to my friend that is of color mm-hmm. um and I think that place of common ground I, all my best friends are because of lacrosse crossfit 
I mean, we crossed paths because of <laughs> aesthetics, I was going to say, which is that never really happens in my world yeah, for the most part. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's all because we had some deep commonality yes. outside of being a color, being female, being whatever. Yep. But those are all my best friends. Like I have yeah. four women that come, that don't look like me at all to come train, but our commonality is CrossFit. Yes. And then, but then through that, we have a million things in common. So, yes. and, th- and that's what you find out. Yeah. And then you get excited and then like your life is so enriched. Yeah. So just like make, create like genuine relationships and that will make you care about truly your neighbor. Just because you may not live in the same neighborhood doesn't make you neighbors. Yeah. You guys were all interconnected. What is that? Six degrees of separation. That stuff is real. Yeah. And I loved what Michelle Obama said. Something I love really simple quotes that really hit, but she's like, it's hard to hate anything up close. That's yes. Like it's because it's once I know. (laughs) Once once, I've been started reading the book, obviously watched on Netflix and Claire Mm -hmm. said she's going to start. We need to do a book club there. Um, but it's, I really, I I believe in that. It's so simple because when you really, whether you've never been exposed to like people of color or gay people or people that are super religious or whatever, once you get to know them as a human, then you find out that's a piece of the world. You're kind of like, yes, oh, okay, what? Why well, I love you, even if I disagree with parts of it or whatever. And I'm okay. always gonna, we're always gonna disagree. We're not gonna yeah. be the same, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Like I had, like especially as an esthetician, like I've had clients that are like staunch Trump supporters, and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but we can always find something that we have in common. Yeah. And that's okay. If you can take it past, like, what your political affiliation is, like, is that really your identity? No. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? And that's what I think people need to go inside and really think about during this time. Who are you and how can you connect with others? And that will make things much better. Um, One other thing, like, I definitely want to just, you know, like, other things that people can do is, like, you know, if you don't want to go protest, that's okay. Like, Everybody has a role. Not everybody's meant to go protest. Not everybody's meant to go riot. <laughs> you know, like... Or heard a podcast. Look, not, or, or do a podcast, but, yeah. like, you can donate. You, there's so many things that you can do to help change. You know, if it's, like, having conversations, you can donate um, to either nonprofits. Um, bailout funds are legit right now. Oh. Yes. Okay. Because, you know, they're they're literally arresting people and, like, throwing, throwing, throwing them in jail and there are bailout funds to get them. Where out. is this information? I've not seen. I've, I've been on social media as much as possible. It's also, there's boundaries there. I'll look it up and send you a link. Okay. For sure. Okay. But, you know, like, it varies from state to state. But I I've seen it. all the news that, like, and, like, there's. What a unifying point. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, there's so many different ways that you can help. It's yeah. not like you have to go outside and, you know, protest. There's so many different yeah. things that you can be doing. Um, what else? Um, definitely keep standing up to police brutality and videotape everything. As Mm -hmm. you can see, like, unfortunately it takes having things on camera being called out. And even if it's on camera, it has to be leaked because the George Floyd thing wasn't leaked immediately. Oh, do you know who leaked it or how that got out? I don't remember. The Ahmaud Arbery. I think it... That was like a month later yes, or something, it was wasn't it? Yeah, a month it? later. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like, oh, if you don't know... Mm. So it's like, wow. So keep keep standing up. Keep videotaping everything. I love... Like, I don't post a lot on Twitter. Like, the funny joke is that I post on Twitter when I'm mad. <laughs> Acceptable. 
But you and some other people I know. Look, but you see everything. Like everybody's a reporter these days, and that's like what's very fascinating. I think you got to filter out some of it, but yes, yes, like find your sources that make sense for sure. Because even you know, cheapest stuff is. Well, okay, (laughs) Mm -mm, boundaries. I'm just saying. (laughs) No, you got to know that not all things are like. I agree. Like speaking the truth, you just got to know who you follow. But here for it. So like that, and then um, withholding your spending from very big corporations. You already know. Because that'll that'll push them to be like, what do you want? I, I want to say one quick story. I, I did go downtown, and it was part of, uh, it was like Thursday during the day. Anyways, and I, in the mix, amazing energy. Mm-hmm. I've never felt more still in my life, which is weird. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was very like... What it, and that's my kind of reaction in general of like when something's going wrong, I'm not an immediate reactor fighter. I'll, I, I'll like freeze. Yeah. Um, and so I felt that and it was like, ugh, so I kind of just took in the surroundings and I saw young family, young white family, mom and two kids, boy and a girl, boy had young, long hair. So mm-hmm. like disrupting some stereotypes, appreciate. Yeah. And then they're like, they're eating and, and they're drinking and I'm like, oh, they're having a little picnic. Yes. But here's what whooped on me was they're major corporate consumer packaged goods and they're consuming mm. these products that likely aren't supporting the cause on a larger level. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't help but think like, damn, we're at this protest. I'm here for all this. It's, I, I love that they're there mm-hmm. and we're unconsciously supporting something that is going against yes. the greater good. Yes. And I, I, I don't know. I just had to pull back and be like, how do we, how do we bring this consciousness to someone that's already, they're already probably taking off, right? They're already doing mm-hmm. so much. And now I'm going to come at them and say, stop eating what you're eating and drinking what you're drinking and doing what you're doing for your kids. Like what if that food was donated? And like, that's all they had. Like, Ooh, I, yeah. Layers. I, yes. Layers. I we don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was hard to think every, the protest you showing up, it matters. You bring your kiddos there. It matters. Yes. And there's this whole other layer. Teachable of, moments. Seriously. You, yeah. But I mean, that was the moment I wasn't going to step in and be like, do you know that you're <laughs> funding? Like, the wrong the room, yeah, Christine, yeah, yeah, I know. The I know. It wasn't the time. It wasn't even my silence in that. I was like, is this wrong? And like, I had this whole inner battle, but it wasn't no, the space to bring it out. Like, but file back in your mind to be like, all right, yeah. when this is all over. This is what we can attack mm-hmm. next. And I need to do more research knowing like what companies are actually doing. Because maybe they might be silently funding something or yeah. they're just scared you to put know. it out there. Like we don't really, there's a lot to unpack, but. I don't know. It's just something that stuck out where I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. And perhaps some piece of the point of view can be instrumental in change here. I don't know. And you never know like how they got, like you just don't know the whole backstory. So, but no, I love that. Um, the main thing, one of my really big things, like we're both comm majors, right? Facts. (laughs) Think critically. Okay. I'm sick and tired of seeing people going online looking at a headline and sharing it. <sighs> like it drives Convenience. me nuts. Convenience, but also like, did you look at the website of where it's from? I've seen people posting things from websites that has like a www.to or something or .co. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? Wait, what's T-O? Where, I don't know. Time out. That's the point. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you really believe, like, and people can post anything. Yeah. People, I could post something and make something up. So why would you post something without, one, reading, like, actually reading the article? Like, click on it, read on it, see what's going on. See, like, where does it come from? Is it reputable? Like, what are you guys doing? And I've seen, I've had family members send me, like, stuff from Twitter 
trying to argue with me, talking about, here's the stats. And I'm like, what? Did you click the link? Did you click on this? Make it make sense. This is not, like, I'm not going to read something from, like, you, you know, my best friend's closet. I don't know. Like, what? TumorKidTequila.com. Uh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't put a lot of opinions out there. Well, maybe we do. But, you know, just something. And I know that, like, what people think is reputable can, like, vary across, like, what you believe yeah. in. I get that. But, like, you know, do your research. There was something on Twitter. or Someone was doing a truth and a lie. I think it was Good Day Live or something, news media. And they're saying what's true. And they're showing the Twitter. They're actually showing, like, burning buildings or staged pictures. Yeah, They're actually in the protests. Yes. So you really do have to fact check things, which yes. is an extra step. Do I do it enough? 100% no. I don't really repost a we lot. We can all be but, guilty. But, like, me, like like you know with you like influence is like very important so like the fact that you share something even if like you have like two followers or two friends it's still important yeah You're pushing something on somebody that may not be true and people will believe you without and they'll fact believe you, you without like what yeah because they believe you yeah so it's like well what exactly are we all like reading these days like i just really want people to like just take a step back really Read and understand what you're reading. Yeah. See if it's a reputable source, and then maybe share it. Yeah, and then and then make your own opinion. Just because you read something doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Just because you read something doesn't necessarily mean you have to agree. Well, and just like in marketing, protect your voice, yourself, yes. your integrity, your brand, yes. however you label it that's most important. Protect what you're putting out there, because then, like you just said, people will buy in yep. and then now you're held accountable for something that you didn't check that you didn't even know now you might look like you an asshole. Know. Yeah. yeah and then i mean as you can see like people lose their jobs for less like I, you yeah. we saw amy cooper lose her job in three mm. hours yeah well her dog well well her life. i, I, don't even, know. I didn't awesome. even know her name oh okay amy cooper. Oh, okay it's mm-hmm. out here amy i was cooper. just i said this on the cast i was so glad that the man that it happened to was the guy that reported because he knew all the steps to do it. Yes. Talk about it accordingly. Yep. Put out the message, video it, yep. do all the steps. And I was like, can we also talk about not the fact that like this went a good way just because of his background? If it was just like some black guy that did Instacart, they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have respected him. But he was like a Harvard graduate. Yeah. He wrote for Marvel, you know, because like, like once I said, like I said earlier, like they're always moving the goalposts. So instead of like, oh hey man, can you like leash your dog? And then she's like, oh I'm gonna tell them an African American man's attacking me. Yeah. Okay, like they're always like trying to villainize people of color instead of being like, oh like what are you doing to this man? Leave him alone. See, I didn't hear. I agree with you. The background mm-hmm. added to the equation. Why, and like, why are you adding that to the equation? But I didn't hear about that until later. Girl, I really yes. didn't. Okay. Yes. They, no, I mean, I know now. I'm, but I'm the here, fact that but... they even dig up your past, like, no, no, no. What happened on camera is what happened on camera, and that's what yeah. we should be discussing. And I feel like it gave him more credibility or it made it a bigger story because, like, oh, it's finally a black man that's not selling Lucy's or CDs on the street. Like, what? Yeah. And what if he was? Yeah. Leash your damn dog. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that, that drives me nuts. But, yeah, so think critically please and thank you um my main 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 thing is like push for legislative change like i know we've talked about it this whole entire time but like your vote matters and i'm super excited that all these gen z kids are turning 18 or they are 18 yeah and they're they're voting 
look, first time they're voting and they're seeing all this crazy stuff happen, you need to vote. Yeah. One thing that I took the time out of my day is to look up all of our congressmen and congresswomen of Colorado. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fire. So the one, the one thing that I will say, like, you know, once again, white people keep asking, what can I do? What can I do? You need to vote. And you need to call your local congressmen. You need to call the sen- both senators, and you need to call your local congress, uh, your representative, and tell them to push the. Um, but like you want to tell them that you want to abolish qualified immunity defense for law officers. Quali- is this what they're protesting about? Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Because then you know, like police officers are backed. Like it's then a they go to another situation. department of wh- wherever you're at. Is- same bill. Law? Yes. Okay. So I they, brush they up want to abolish all of that because, like, you know, policemen and women are protected right. by law. So we need to get rid of that because if you have actual punitive, like, you know, consequences that happen to these people, yeah. I guarantee you they'll think twice before they put a knee on somebody's neck. Yes. They In the back of... Derek Chauvin's mind, he was like, oh, I got, I got all this, you know, I'm, I'm protected. I'm not going to be arrested or what, like, I guarantee you, he was like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. And it was fine for a couple weeks. So we need to abolish that. So you need to call your congressman in Colorado. We have Senator Michael Bennett and keep in mind all of these people, some of these people might have multiple numbers because it depends on what district they're in. So they might have different uh, like parts of town that okay. they're over, but I just chose one for everybody. I'll post all this, and I'll, I yes. can read, I can post all of them as well. Yes. So there's Senator Michael Bennett. You need to call him. Senator Cory Gardner. Please go ahead and call him. Re- uh, Representative Diana Deget. She's in the first district. She's in Denver. Um, Joe Negus, second district. The Boulder. The number that I saw was in Boulder. Scott Tipton, third district. Pueblo, Ken Buck, 4th District, Castle Rock, Doug Lamborn, 5th District, Colorado Springs. So I also, the last thing that I want to talk about is like when I was looking all of these numbers up, some of their websites were making it super hard to contact them. Well, I was, I called for, um, oh gosh, I think it was in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I got an answer machine and I didn't really know what to say. And I was like. Fix I'm it. demanding, yeah, I'm like, I'm demanding <laughs> justice for George Floyd. Yes. More, more eloquent than that. But I mean, like, I don't, what, what do you literally say? Do you know? Uh, what I would say is, hi, uh, I live in, you say your name. I live yeah. in Colorado. This is where I'm at. Um, I want you to push the bill for, you know, what is it again? You so be specific in. Yeah, be very specific. Okay, okay, you want okay. to abolish, you want to abolish qualified immunity defense for law officers. Okay. Keep in mind, people, these are representatives, these are senators, these are congresspeople, these are people you vote for. They represent you. You can call them, and keep in mind, Colorado, we vote on June 30th. So you need to call them and tell them that you want to abolish, you know, uh, this qualified immunity defense for law officers. And if you don't listen to my voice, I will be voting June 30th. They can be voted out 
tomorrow. Yeah. The June thirtieth. How long is that? Not. I mean, fifteen days away. I don't even they, they are fifth, twenty days away. They are yeah. representatives, and on their website, they say we are here to serve you. Okay. Well, then this is what you need to be doing. This is what I want. Do you know if they're like tallying calls or what do they then do? I mean, I get the influences there, but what are they actually doing with those messages or phone calls? Do you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I think if they get enough calls, they'll be annoyed. Nine News needs to like, or somebody needs to dig into that. I've seen seen a couple of things on the news. I've seen like people take screen, like screenshots of their TV and that people are posting like their representatives on, on TV, like local television. So I'm really happy to see that, but y'all need to go ahead and call. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, they, they work for you. You pay taxes to pay these people. Yeah. Oh, if yeah, we pay want, for all If this. you want actual change, people keep asking, what can I do? You need to call them six time a day, times a day yeah. and tell them what you want and how you want things these things changed, if that's what you believe in. So don't ask me what you can do. This is what you need to be doing. Yeah. So... And there's a host of social media resources of literally actionable items that you can literal do. Literal actionable items. Stop asking your local black person about what you can do. Yeah. Google is free. Instagram's free. Facebook is free. Yeah. So, and I feel like this whole entire conversation, I think, like, I mainly wanted to do this to be like, you know, I gave you what you can do. Now go do it. Yeah. And also, like, once we're done doing this... Let's all come back together, man. Yeah. We'll be all right. Yeah. But, like, this is a time of action. We've gone way, way, way too far. Things have been lit on fire. Things have been damaged. We can't have, we can't go back and not have actual change. Yeah. After all of this has happened, there has to be something that changes. And legislation and voting is what talks. And keeping your almighty dollar away from big companies talks. Completely agree. Um I, I I think it's just, it's so important, as you just said, to take action with the idea of reuniting. Right. Post those actions. Um, any closing remarks? Anything you want to talk about integrity and your mama? You know, and- the, so, I'll, well, okay. Well, I kind of, like, already said, like, how my mom felt. Okay. I can, like, read what she said. I mean. I mean, while we're here. So, <laughs> hi, mommy. So, my mom said. Here are some of my thoughts. I'm tired. The trauma from a lifetime of pressure applied by me of injustice leaves me emotionally exhausted and exasperated. I keep waiting to exhale but find it impossible to do because at every turn, my breath is taken away by a continuous string of senseless assaults on black and brown lives. As a black woman, a black mother of two adult children, I can still feel the anguish and disdain that washed over me when I had to handle a racist incident when my firstborn was in kindergarten that was over 25 years ago. Racial profiling was also a thing in the 1980s. My children's father, a black man, was on his way to work at a high school in Jefferson County when traffic when a traffic violation for speeding turned into inquiries that insinuated that he could be a drug dealer because he was driving a nice car and wearing a suit i'm thankful i'm thankful for and inspired by those taking to the streets to peacefully protest and expose the ugly truth and open wounds inflicted by racial injustice so our nation can begin to heal and build systems supported by enforceable legislation that truly support liberty and justice for all Things we all can do, take a deep breath, stay focused, tune out the noise caused by rhetoric designed to detract from the issue at hand. Vote. 
And that's what my mommy said. Amen. And then I want to end it on, you know, everybody should look up the scripture, Luke 15. It talks about, you know, Jesus talking about there's a hundred, a hundred sheep, one goes missing, but, but Jesus goes, leaves and goes looking for the one. And that's what the whole issue is. Mm -hmm. When people say all lives matter or blue lives matter, your life already matters because you're part of the 100. But what about that one that left? We need to go get that one and bring it back. And that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say. I really, really appreciate you giving me this platform and us like having this conversation. And I just feel like this was my way to express myself, not only express myself, but also you know, push the conversation forward and hopefully like just change the hearts and minds of other people and then go through this hard time that we're having, but then bring us back together. Because if we go through this hard time, it's going to be so much fun on the other side. And I want to go to native with you again. You already know. Uh, I appreciate you so much. I know. I mean, this is time and energy. It's not your job to put the word out there to to be my friend, to to do anything. And so I, I just appreciate and acknowledge all the energy, the effort, the time, talking to your parents, like having all these hard conversations and then coming on. And and multiple friends, like all of my friends, shout out to all my friends. You know who you are. Like, thank you for all of your input. Like shout out to Dr. Rose, Dr. Rose Onyali being out there in these very dangerous Philly streets. Shout out to Pauline and Renee. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody, like, doing their part. And shout out to all of, like, my white allies that are out here. Like, what can I do? And shout out to the white allies that are actually doing something. We gave you some actionable items. I want to see some action. Let's get get busy. Yeah. Well, like I said, I appreciate you. I have faith in what's moving forward. And I think it's because you are someone on the front line to change and having the willingness and, and patience uh, to evoke your voice and, and speak accordingly. And I think it's, it, it, it takes a lot of energy and inspiration to, to put it out there. And so yeah. it's appreciated. I hope it doesn't go unnoticed. And I hope you take time to appreciate yourself, take care of yourself. Um, because I know there's a larger order and I know you are evoking change on so many levels. So all day, we all are. You. Let's, let's do this together. We're here. I will post, um, all of your contact information. Where do you want people to find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Ashley Simone. Um, if you want to support black business, you can find, um, my business on Instagram at for your eyes, only aesthetics and www your eyes aesthetics dot com. <laughs> we'll fact check. Like, we'll fact check it. Yeah, yeah. Give me, like, I won't give y'all fake news. I promise. I think I kind of like it when people <laughs> don't know their own thing because you know they're not Dude, looking at their own thing. There's so many day. like there's so many variations. Like it's the whole thing. <laughs> we'll put out there. But I, I I genuinely love and appreciate you. I, yes, thank I hope you. Thank you. If we do have children, it's they're getting along. They have no choice. Um, yeah, they have, yeah, yeah. They have literally no choice. They're, they're siblings they're, at this yes, point. They're both in the pool out back. You already Look, know. like, go outside. Go yes. outside. The dogs will watch We got to drink tequila. Yeah, Cleo, you're on deck. Quick, look, Cleo's a human. Seriously. I keep saying this. Uh, but please follow. Um, this cast is important. All these conversations, I believe in power conversation. But please continue to, to watch and follow Ashley and what she's doing in her pursuit, in her business, in what she has going on. Um, there's a thread of incredible people that may not be 
you know, influencers on the front lines or celebrities or yes. this big voices, but all the in between, there's like power and magic happening. So yes. please, and it's tune all in. important. Yes, it is. So with that, I'll leave you. I'll post all your information, and you know, we'll chat again soon. Yes, thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.